Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, January 27th. It is a new error. Error? Whoops. Era on Rocky Top. Or it could error. Be, it could be both. I'm not willing to say yet. <laughs> it could be both. I'm not willing to say. Um, welcome in, guys. You know, it's... Uh, I know some Vol fans, because they like the coaching search, the the high it brings them. Some Vol fans may disagree, but it's uh, it's good to have a guy in place. Yeah, we finally have some direction. Before February, you have a guy in place. That's good. Yeah, it's quick. It was like, what, um, you fired Perut on Monday? Yeah, so like a little over a week to get a coach in, but you also had to get an athletic director in. I think once the AD was hired, it was less than a week. Right, my timeline. It was like five days. I think so. My timeline is so jacked up from from all this that's happened. Um, but you know, and I, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Um, with everything going on at Tennessee, with the way things have happened uh, in the last couple of weeks, in the last year, I think it's really put some perspective on the kind of job Tennessee is. I know a lot of people wanted to go out and, and hire a guy um, that had a ton of experience and go offer him all the money in the world. And I'm not saying like a lot of money wouldn't have gotten a guy here. I just think it would have taken a lot of money. And I even think if you pay that guy, I don't know if it's guaranteed if that like that doesn't guarantee you wins either. Yeah, it's like everybody had like like we mentioned, everybody had their pros and cons. Yeah, for sure. And, and so yeah, no, nobody was going to be a for sure thing. So and and hype will maybe more. And I, you know, they're not cons. It's just a lot of questions. Yeah. He's not proven. Right. He's only been a head coach for three years. Like it's not unfair to, you know, to to, ha- to say those are question marks. I, you know, I'll say this. I, I guess we'll, let's get into it. We'll we'll get into that just in a second. I do okay. want to. Yeah. Let me let me do the little pre-show rundown for you guys. We're gonna do Hypel to the Hill. Hypel. Not we we debated it last night. We couldn't decide. Hypel. It's hype. <laughs> Uh, going to talk about some of the expectations for for him, for his team, uh, that he's put together. That's the one thing I do want to note. The players like it. So uh, you at least maybe get some buy-in early on. And yeah. that's important, having the players buy-in. Yeah, because at, at the end of last season, it, it was... Nobody would bought in. Right, yeah. You you lost the team at that point. You couldn't buy anyone in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you lost all your chips. Uh, we're going to talk about some team news, maybe some hopefully good team news you know, kind of still in that wait and see air uh, spot. Uh, talk about the win over Mississippi State. Landon's got the victory cap standing by. Can't wait to put that on. Mm. A win is a win is a win is a win. Doesn't matter how you get it. Just win, baby, win. Kansas preview. We you do got to clean some things up before the Kansas preview, please. Or Kansas game offensively, please. Yes. please. Uh, fan questions. If you got them, drop them. I'm getting on to uh, Twitter right now and YouTube. Landon's got Facebook. Drop them in there. We've got some from earlier today. We will certainly get to those. 
Jumbotron. The Jumbotron we have probably doesn't necessarily work anymore, but I still want to do it because I think it's a good Jumbotron. So we're gonna we're gonna do our coaching search Jumbotron. Okay. Yeah, so be sure. be thinking about your fictional coaches um, that you would have. They don't even necessarily have to be coaches. No, they don't. They just maybe, fictional maybe characters. Because yeah. I mean, I feel like Tennessee was maybe going after some guys that maybe weren't necessarily coaches. Yeah, they're just <laughs> fictional characters. That, or I mean, just you know, like that guy seems like he does a good job around the office. Could he do it here? That kind of thing. Like Mike Gundy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're on the right track. Um, uh, so be thinking about those. Yep. Did you, did you mention tell us where you're listening from? I didn't. I was going to let you do that. Tell us where you're listening from. Uh, we already have guy uh, Roger Lee in here from the Philippines. Oh, what's up? Mark Taylor's in here from uh, Merrill's Inlet, South Carolina. Um, so really appreciate you guys listening in. Go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. It was warm yesterday. Today, it's, it's starting to rain, and it's getting a little colder. You better have a good heating and cooling system this time of year. Yep. So go go check out Blue Water Climate Control. Are you buying into the hypo? I like that. I like that. I'm 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 going to. I'm usually a guy that's like when the new coach is here, I'm on the train. But I'm not, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be more patient this time around. I, I like <clears throat> I like a few things about hypo. Um, I thought. Can we first off, Danny White? Just don't speak in front of a microphone anymore. <laughs> like. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Just like some of the things he said, I'm like, just don't even say that stuff. We're not that dumb. Yeah, it's like, dude, Tennessee's been through the ringer on this stuff. You, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and like, some of this, like, smoke that I guess he wanted us all to believe in this coaching search. I mean, he, he was just trying to blow, like, he was he was your number one target. Right. Buddy. Did you, like, and he's... Could he be right? Could he have not technically offered someone? Sure. Yeah. But like, does it count if I'm like, hey, Landon, if I offer you $8 million a year, are you going to accept it? And then you go, no. And I'm like, oh, I never offered you. Yeah. See ya. Is that well, real? I'll tell you about <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, and I'm not, I don't know what, I don't know what rumors are true. I do know the rumors are out there about some offers that, at least one offer that got put on the table. But I just have a hard time believing that. It took you that long to get him if he was your number one pick. Yeah, Danny Y didn't really help his case today. No, but um, I no. But he, he's made good hires. Right. So I mean, you, you got to have faith in the guy. But yeah, some of the stuff he was and and hypo like in his press conference, I thought he I thought he handled himself well. I, I don't think there was anything. I was just like, here no. we go again. And no game. And we've talked about this with Pruitt. Like I would love to just never hear from a coach in a press conference again because no games, no jobs are ever going to be won in a press conference. They Correct. can only be lost in a press conference. Correct. Games can't, but jobs can only be lost in a press conference. And but I mean, as far as like the things you want to hear, um, he did. He said them. Uh, I mean, he seemed like. The, the things he said, he seems like a player's coach, and, you, and you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, I Again, I'm not like – again, I've never seen – even now, he didn't win the job for me in the press conference. Like, I'm not now like, oh, he's the guy. But It, it made good. me feel like last night when we, we heard that name thrown out there, I mean, I, I feel like everybody was just like, what the crap? Yeah. And, and then in this press conference, it made me feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and – Let's talk about the position of this job. We've also got Chris from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Brittany from Powell, Tennessee. I think it's Brittany. B. Nicole. Powell! Oh, that's... Sorry, not Brittany. Um, I thought I read Brittany Nicole. My bad. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't read. Uh, and then Bill from Roan Mountain, Tennessee. Roan Mountain. Okay. Um, 
couple weeks ago, I asked you, Tennessee, not just the University of Tennessee head coaching position. Yeah. Like, you got to add in all the factors. You've got a new AD, first-time Power 5 AD. Administration just took that stand they took a week and a week and a half ago. Potential level one, level two violations incoming. Roster in a not great spot. You're in the SEC East where Georgia and Florida are both trending up along with Kentucky and Missouri. Is it a top 20 job right now? Uh, I mean, obviously not. Or, or that many, or, or we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. Um, could it work? Maybe. Could, could it be a top 20 job? Absolutely. It should be. Yes, it should be. And, and the first thing, like, that came to my mind today, I was like, you know, you got to applaud Josh Heupel for even taking this job. Because, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a mess right now. It really I mean, is. The, uh, yeah. The money's better. It is. <laughs> um, And, I mean, if, if the guy, what, one thing it does tell me is he truly believes in himself. Mm-hmm. Because you, if you don't, if you have any doubt. little bit of doubt coming <laughs> creeping in, you're not going to because this could ruin your coaching career. It could, yeah. I mean, look at Jeremy Pruitt. Apparently, he was going to the Jets, and um, a couple tweets later, nope. Look at, I mean, I think the great example because it's so many years down the line is Derek Dooley. Yeah, he hasn't been. I mean, he's league. he's got a couple. He got a a pretty good job with the Cowboys as a receivers coach. That ended up being not a great position for him either. Um, landed a job with Missouri, and then he's on his way out the next year with Barry Odom. So, I mean, it, but, I mean, you go from being a Power 5 head coach to struggling to find a coordinator position. Yeah. it can. This job can really do it to you. So, I just, yeah, like you said, you got to give a little bit of credit to him. Um, but I, it just show me, it shows me a little bit of confidence he has in himself. A little bit of swagger. Juice. I, if we're just talking about swagger, swagger for me <laughs> It is the way you carry yourself. It's your body language, but it's also your looks. I wouldn't define Josh. Uh, um, Josh Heupel. Heupel. Good lord, I, don't, I was wanting to combine like six names with him. Um, Josh Heupel as swagger, but if you got the confidence, he might have the swagger. Yeah, just roll with so it. So we'll man. see. Um, I, I do like that the offensive players. That that's an. I mean, that is a great point, and me and you discussed this last night. If the key thing you're looking for is offense, you found it. Now, I'm not going to – I don't know about the other team stuff. I don't want to debate his record because he's our head coach now, so I'm only going to make myself sad where he goes 6-4. and four. But it was a weird year. And yeah. all of those lo- all but one of those losses, like he said, came by one possession. Yeah. And they were, all to, they were all to good teams too. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose by double digits to Kentucky. And I, I like how he tackled that. He was like, yeah, you know, we lost this game. Like he, he didn't like come out and say – well, you know, if we didn't have all these people opt right. out, he worded it or like, you know, we had some stuff go against us, like everybody did, right? And we lost some games, and it is what it is. Like, yep. it, just like this coaching, like this hire, it's over. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing like if, if Tennessee fans are mad about it, there's nothing they can do. You're about just gonna it. be mad for the, at least the next two years. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> Three years, maybe. Yeah, just. I mean, sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's a yeah. No, that's if it doesn't work out, we'll do this in what well, three meet, years. Meet you back here. Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah, and I I think it's definitely going to be a a lot. Eli Drinkowitz had one year as the head coach of App State, mm-hmm. and he's doing okay. Yeah, okay. It, it, I'm not I'm not willing to say he's great, but he's okay. It can be done. Now, what will make Tennessee fans really excited is. 
what kind of staff he puts together. Because recruiting hasn't been a strong suit. Yeah, he can put up points, and, and that's going to get people excited. But defensively, you got to do something. That's the big. I think that's the biggest hire is you probably your defensive coordinator. Right. That's probably your biggest hire. Um, and I mean, I've I've saw it tweeted. You know, this was supposed to be the best staff previously in the country, or the highest paid staff, whatever we want to call it. And they just, I mean, it, whether it be Jeremy Pruitt's fault, whether it just be the institution's fault as a whole, failed to. That staff failed to get it done, yet they were one of the highest paids in the country. Correct. Um, so it's definitely more than – I mean, you got to go get guys that fit, not just guys that are good. Guys that fit, guys that have the same mission. He talked about it with his offense. Like, when you instill this offense, first you got to coach the coaches because you're not always going to bring guys in that know that offense. So mm-hmm. first you got to coach the coaches, and then you got to get them to coach the players. And that's just all being bought in on the same page. And that's not just instilling an offense. It's also instilling a culture. you got to do that too. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's not about just getting the – the best coaches about getting the right coaches, mm-hmm. and and I do like he's done he's he's been to a program and instilled that offense and it seems to have worked right. Um, so that that's that gives you some hope. Like at least we can score points. At least it'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I would way rather lose fifty to fifty two than thirty eight to seven. I plead the fifth. I'm not going to comment on that because I don't like to lose. <laughs> I don't either. But I mean, it, I'm going to tell you right now. You got hope. My pitch for game. If my pitch for my fair. That's a fair point. My pitchfork though will be at the same heat whether we lose by six, you know, in the fifties, or we lose by twenty and we only score seven. Correct. My, my pitchfork will be lit the same. So just win, win, baby, win. Yep. I. But yeah, I mean, I. I did say this today. I tweeted this. I really feel like this was a similar situation and higher. It seemed like the administration was a bit more calm, but this, the situation seems similar. There was, they, it's had its similarities to 2010 when Lane Kiffin left. And I do think you hired a better candidate. Sorry. I know you hired a better candidate than Derek Dooley. Absolutely. So that gives me a little bit of, confidence. I mean, if we're looking at resume, you got to think that Heupel's better than Dooley, Butch. It definitely had a better record than both of those guys. Right. And, and yeah. For, and and for Kiffin, sure. too. I mean, it, he beat Kiffin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which and, Kiffin, their situations were different. And, and to be fair. And Pruitt wasn't a head coach. So if, if you're taking experience like this coaching search did mm-hmm. into account, like he would have been hired over Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. And that's kind of my question because I think last night we said it and I was like, I'd almost take, like, I kind of wish if this is what's going on, I kind of wish that Tony Elliott, like, I'd rather have him. But I'm not, at the same time, I'm like, if head coaching is what we're searching for, like he does have that head coaching experience, he does. So, yeah. I mean, to be fair to that situation, yeah, I we'll see. And he's been he's been in this league. Yeah, that that's true. So I, I think that was part of it too. And, and I think you want to get you want to build a staff that's been in this league, similar to what Auburn's doing, right? I mean, they're getting guys. Yeah, Will Friend, Tracy Rocker, yeah, getting a bunch of Tennessee guys, but <laughs> um, it's like From guys a, who have coached in, in, in this right. league and, and have experience recruiting and know the regions and, and um, you know, and I don't know if he didn't know. It seemed very buzzwordy to me, um, him about we're going to lock down the borders, and he was claimed to not know that other, and maybe he didn't, but it seemed very like he was hitting those buzzwords. Um, and I've heard it today, like, you know, yes, Tennessee has to lock down the borders, but more importantly, they don't have the talent, and I still believe this, Tennessee does not have the talent where you can only go and recruit. I think Austin Price even said it in that was part of the question. They do not have the talent to go in and recruit in state only. 
like that's where you flourish and then go win big. You're going to have to be able to recruit nationally as well and, and go get, you're going to have to steal a couple guys in, in your time from big guys from Florida, Georgia, um, go out to California and get one or two every once in a while. Like you're going to have to do that if you want to compete nationally. Tennessee guys can't get it done. So can a guy who isn't a great recruiter assemble guys who know the league and know the regions and can go out and get bring those kids in here who would otherwise be at other schools that Tennessee would be playing on a yearly basis? Yeah, I think the maybe the closing the borders was kind of to that 2022 class in state. There's definitely more talent in that class than a lot of, you know. Correct. Um, and a lot of that is offensive talent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he he put it out there. There there was some talk on that plane ride from Orlando <laughs> right. to Tennessee of what he well, needs to do. And I'm, he, knew, he knew those kids. Yeah, like and, he, and I'm, I'm sure his first phone calls today were – either the guys in the transfer portal right. or Ty Simpson and Dallin Hayden. That would be the first two calls I'd make. Right, and I'm I'm confident they came very quickly. Yeah, and 2022 is definitely an exception um, to the rule of Tennessee not having just a ton of talent. And Tennessee has, I feel like, gotten a, a more consistent in the talent they produce because there's always been great guys from the state of Tennessee, right. but it's not been as consistent as the guys out of the state of Georgia, um, state of Florida, in the south, even North Carolina has a little bit more consistency it seems like than Tennessee. So definitely gotten, you know, trended that way, um but they're definitely going to need some help nationally if they're going to if if you're going to play with these teams. Yeah, and and anybody can recruit here. Right. Jeremy Pruitt did, but I mean uh well, I mean did Yeah, he? maybe maybe that's a bad ref, uh but Lane Kiffin did in in his first year. I mean, Butch Jones um, had some classes. Butch Jones? I mean, Butch Jones was a great recruiter. Right. I mean, he can do anything with them while they're here, but he mm-hmm. can recruit. So I think Tennessee sells itself. So I don't, I don't – his recruiting classes at UCF don't hold a lot of weight because I, I think it's just two totally different Yeah, it's it's absolutely different jobs. Um, we've got a couple people here on YouTube that, that really like to hire. Um, said he can build a good offense, yeah. I mean, I he's he does have head coach experience. I agree. Um, I mean, I agree with those points. I don't think – again, I think this was uh, – to be determined higher. I'm not I'm not ready to burn down the building. No. About it, it. Was it flashy? No, but it at the end of the day it was a guy with that that checks a lot of boxes for you right. with offensive minded, a sitting head coach, a guy that has a winning record, a guy that's been in this league. Yeah. So I mean there there's I guess boxes um that you kind of checked and Danny White went with somebody whether he's he said that he was his plan was never to go after Josh Heupel, but he did. He did. <laughs> so, he ended up doing it. So, um, you know, whatever. I, right. It, it was just something that he was comfortable with. And yeah. And I, I don't hate it, but I, I think if it does go wrong, it's it's going to be bad. Yeah, but I mean, part of this is though too is like for for me instilling a little bit more confidence in my in in what I think of Danny White. He's he's seen him work for three years. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, and may, I mean maybe I just underestimate human beings, but I can't imagine you're in. You go to your your first big job. You're getting paid one point eight million dollars, and even if you're comfortable with him, even if you were like you had the slightest doubt of I don't know if he could get it done here, going and making that hire. Yeah, I just can't imagine. That's a good point. Because I feel like ads more than coaches will get lost in the shuffle of a firing. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. Um, I I didn't really think about that from that point of view, but 
I don't know. Like I said, it's just not flashy. No, it's it's not. not It's not going to wow anybody. But if you're able to put a good staff together, I think Tennessee fans could could be excited going into next season. And and you look at the the new coaches in the SEC. You got Clark Lee, um, Shane Beamer, um, God Auburn Harson. Yeah, Brian Uh, Brian Harson. Yeah. The yeah, there's not. I mean, flashy right now. Yeah, is. I mean, he's got to be one or two. (laughs) <laughs> uh, of those four, right? Uh, I, well, when honestly, you look at resume, that's fair. I honestly don't know where to go. I mean, the good news for me is he's won a lot of games, and that's what you're looking for, I think. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess one one a lot for a guy who's coached for only three years. And, and he can develop a quarterback. Yeah, that's big, too. And, and that's, Jordan Love, um, Drew Locke, Dylan Gabriel. Right. Mackenzie Milton. I mean, everywhere he's been for – and. You know, two at UCF, they've had really good quarterback play. Right. So if he can, if he can put a staff together, identify a quarterback, pick a quarterback, please God. Um, I, I think this offense will be fine. Defense to be determined. Yeah, because that's been a struggle kind of everywhere he's been. So right. We'll I'd see. Like, we'll like see the about style. the defense. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'd be nice. Right. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't. For sure. I, I agree with that. I, I'm curious whether he keeps Kevin Steele, a guy you talk about has that SEC experience. Mm-hmm. Um, probably can probably can help you bring in at least one grad transfer that you know of. Um, I guess, well, today was the last day to enroll, wasn't it? Uh, it was the ad drop day, okay. yes. So, so we'll it, find either, out for sure tomorrow then, I guess. Yeah, either those guys are, are picking a place or I guess they're going to take off a semester if they're not enrolled. That, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that option. Yeah. We'll see. I, yeah, I think you can definitely get a lot of help on the de- defensive end. I don't know if Kevin Steele is the only answer, but I feel like he's already on campus. You're already paying him. Um, I yeah. feel like he's not, a, he's not a bad answer to that. Yeah, so. make him work. And, and it probably, too, brings you uh, Rodney Garner, who would also help. That would be a big hire for you early <laughs> on in your SEC career. Yeah, and I don't know what the the current – you know, he said he's going to talk to the current staff at mm-hmm. Tennessee and, and have a conversation with them. I think Jay Graham would be one that I'll, I would want to keep. Yeah, I think I would do – I think I would – that is – I mean, because that also may keep – has Eric Gray decided? Um, I know he said Oklahoma and Texas. Is that like there's only two? We do get top three, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the whole transfer portal. I mean, there was no direction, and now there is a direction of right. the program. You, you picked a guy, so – um, hopefully he's able to, to get some of those guys back. I don't know. Yeah, at least a few of the, the big names. Mm-hmm. Um, he, some of them are already gone. All right, year one expectations. I think it's it's going to be hard to say. Schedule was officially released today. So yeah. there you go. You, you can really kind of gauge um, what your expectations are. Goes uh, to Missouri. Yeah. His old team. So what do, you, what do you got for Josh Heupel in his first year? I mean – I think you have to put together a good staff because mm-hmm. I think that'll make or break. You know, Jeremy Pruitt, yeah, they paid a lot of money for that staff, but a lot of those guys were unproven. Um, and you didn't let Jim Chain do his job, and, right. you know, it kind of buried you for it. So I think that's going to be huge for Josh Heupel. Um, can he get a good defensive coordinator in here and just let him do his thing? Right. And that's, I think, defensive. But it, just it, it's, about it's it, all about fit. Question. So if Kevin Steele doesn't fit that, then, yeah, you don't keep him. Right. Right. 
So you gotta go find someone else. Yeah, I'm curious to see who those hires are. Um, I, I would imagine you'll find out at least about the big ones in the next few days. Um, in terms of coordinators and um, you know your your prominent recruiters, I gotta think you'll know very very soon who who those are. Um, I would hope because you, you, this signing day isn't as important, but there's still some big spots to fill. Um, and then you obviously the guys you want to keep. They haven't taken away your scholarships yeah. yet, so you might as well get as much as you can. Try to use <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, we also don't know what's gonna happen with the NCAA. Um, that's that's still to be determined. Um, I think we should hire Will Wade. Because he's got something on the NCAA. They can't touch him. I think we should offer him all the money in the world to be on our staff to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, might as well. See what happens. I like it. Maybe Josh Heupel can uh, get some offense going on that basketball team. Be nice. I, that would also be nice. <laughs> can transfer over a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, another one is, like, you came in here, your offensive mind to coach, you got to score points next year. That, yes. That's, that's an expectation. Um, got to do that. You're, you're averaging – 568 yards per game last season, 357 through the air, 210 on the ground. Tennessee averaged 346 total. Yeah. So over 200 yards. I mean, it, it wasn't the SEC. I'll give them that. But 200 yards, that's a lot of freaking yards. Right. And and one thing he did talk about <laughs> in terms of his offense and kind of things that would, I guess, kind of adjust. He talked about, and this is big, line of scrimmage in this league is different. Um, and it's going to change up quite a bit of what they do, but they're going to have to really focus in on the line of scrimmage. So those are two big hires within you need to make. You need to hire a really good offensive line coach mm-hmm. um, that can help you at the line of scrimmage. And then vice versa on the other side of the ball, you need a defensive line coach, Ronnie Garner, that could help you out a ton um, coaching those guys up, bringing talent in. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, his offense is, you know, it's shown flashes of success. But if you can't win at the line of scrimmage, there's not only so much you can do. Yeah, good luck. Right. Especially in this league. Yep. Um, also I mentioned, I'll, I'll mention they averaged 42 points per game. Tennessee averaged, uh, 21 points per game. So it's going to be a totally different pace than we were used to in the past right. three years under Jeremy Pruitt. Right. <coughs> I've got a great stupidity that I just found while looking up the Tennessee football nice. schedule. I can't wait. It's nice. going to be great to use. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Let's talk about some of the expectations for the, uh, the actual schedule. So those are our expectations for – do you want to mention any more for, for Josh Heupel in terms of what he needs to do to kind of get this program on a on a good track? I think you got to compete. Um, yeah, be, yeah, be competitive I think is big. Yeah. Those, those games you lose, you're going to you're gonna drop some. Maybe more than you win. Yeah, but maybe, <laughs> maybe win games that you're expected to win. I think that's the first thing in this journey to get back to relevance is uh, win games you're supposed to. Kentucky, Vanderbilt. Yeah. You know, teams like that. Which, I mean, that Kentucky game, like, yes, Tennessee, you should always win that game, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a tougher must win now. Yeah, it's going to become more difficult, but. Well, I just mean this year with Tennessee, with everything that could be coming with all that has happened already this offseason, right now that Kentucky game on, on November 6th is going to be a very tough must win. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I mean you got you got to get back to beating them. Right. And and Tennessee should still beat them. I think the the roster, yeah, it's a little depleted right now, but I think there's more talent on this roster than Kentucky yeah, has. Yeah, but you forget who is going to play linebacker. Exactly. <laughs> True. You forgot about that. Or offensive line. Or offensive line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Those must wins. And, and the big thing I want to see, and this isn't like, I don't know if it'll flat out determine your success, but maybe it will. Like, go beat the teams that you're supposed to beat good. Good. Like, don't let Bowling Green... Even if it feels like you're going to win the game, like the score, like don't give them flashes of hope. Don't give Tennessee Tech who 
would never win, but don't let it be 24 to 7 at the end of the third quarter. Like, go win big in those games, especially with your high-powered offense. All gas, no breaks. Exactly. Go win big in those games. I mean, yeah, you got three games on there where you should have – if those are the only – if that's the only excitement we see, mm-hmm. those three games should be very freaking exciting. Yep. And and utilize that talent that you have. Yeah. Utilize the speed. He, he talk, I forget. What was I listening to today? Um, maybe SEC Network before the, the press conference. They were talking about – um, how in that offense you want to utilize speed. There's, we we got it. There's a ton of speed. Yeah. Can, can you get the most out of that? He talked about um, putting kids in the right position to succeed. Do it. Yeah. Yep. Let, let's see some of that yeah, young talent on full display this right. season. Right. And I liked, it. I liked what he said about um, about doing the things kids are good at, not finding, <laughs> not finding out what they're bad at. Right. Um, and that's easy to say. It's easier said than done because, you know, you do want to run what you know it works. But you also got to find a way to tailor what works to fit what you have. Yep. And I also liked what he said about um, having former players yeah. here on the program. I, and maybe everybody says that, but I, I think I, that's a very buzzword thing. And again, maybe he, because he said he didn't know about the lockdown board, maybe he has no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Tennessee football has a rich history. Guys that have been around. College football with most head coaches, um, they know like what Tennessee's history is. Yeah, but I, I think it's really helped the basketball team and just having guys around the program that's gone to the NBA yeah. that comes back and just works out with them and, and practices with them. I, I think that helps tremendously, just instilling that culture and passing it on to, yeah, to the current players. So, yeah, I, I'd like to see more of that because I, I mean, I, I don't know if it was like that with Jeremy Pruitt. I just don't remember anybody just. I feel like we see it a lot more with the basketball team, and I don't really see it much with the – even uh, if it yeah. wasn't guys that Rick Barnes coached here. Right. It's, it seems like Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris are always retweeting or, or something about this program. Yeah. Well, I think Tennessee's players have always been really good about that, both basketball, football, any, any sport really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you obviously don't want the Derek Dooley where they he locks them out. So this is, I guess, a good Correct. counter. Yep. All right. Are you ready to give like your way too early prediction of uh, record? Ugh. I'll go six and six, five and seven. I mean, I feel like there are six really, 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 really good opportunities to win, and that is not. I like that you didn't say six (laughs) ones you should win. So bowling opportunities: Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Carolina. South Alabama, and then I think you can pick your Kentucky, Missouri, Pitt. That's six. No, it's five. Did I say? I said seven. I did say seven though. But yeah. I, I'm not. I feel like those are really, really, really Vanderbilt. I left Vanderbilt off. That was that was number six. Okay. Yeah, you should win six games. I mean, I feel like there's six really, really, really good opportunities to win. You should be again roster situation. You should be probably about the same as South Carolina, but with more talent. <clears throat> Missouri trended better, but I still, again, I think, I don't think they're anything flash like they're not flat out better than you. Flat mm-hmm. out. I mean, to be determined. If you're able to score points this season, you win two more games, right? Um, and then I think Pitt. I mean, I, I don't think Pitt comes into Neyland. I don't think that's a. Regardless of they've had a better program the last five years, that I don't think they're they're not going to be. Multi, like they're not going to be super talented. And again, like you said, if you can score points against an ACC team, that keeps you in it. Yeah. So it again, 
Give I'm not saying Tennessee wins six wins. I'm not willing to say that. But I feel like there's six opportunities to really go win yep. games. And it, I mean, if you finish this year coming off, I feel like this schedule sets up very, very nicely for where Tennessee's at. And, and you don't have like a big like gauntlet in those. No, uh, you do have Ole Miss, Alabama, Open Date, Kentucky, Georgia. Yeah, but so it, like it's kind of broken up a it little bit. It is broken up a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's not the worst, you know. That's not the worst thing. You don't have just a four-week grind and then a, a bye date or a bye date before that four week. So it's not terrible. Um, but that would probably be your, your toughest stretch of games right there. Um, yeah. I, I, this schedule sets up very nicely for what Tennessee's dealing with right now. And I'll just go ahead with my stupidity. I mean, if you go 6-6, six <laughs> six, you make a bowl game. Yeah. Can I go ahead with my stupidity since yeah, we're on it? Yeah. Because I, I just clicked on this Twitter picture to get the schedule. Um, this one's from Vols Picks. I see seven guaranteed wins prior to Wallace article. <laughs> we lost to seven. No. Six? Six of these opponents by double digits months ago. And you see seven guaranteed wins? <laughs> yeah, there might be four guaranteed wins. Yeah, I'm will I'm willing to call Kentucky which we beat Missouri and South Carolina, I'm willing to call them good chances at wins, but I'm not calling them guaranteed wins after seeing what, what Tennessee did with them last year. And then even Missouri, South Carolina, who you beat, Missouri got better than than you at the end of the year. If you played them in November, you lose. Yeah. South Carolina, they're in a, a terrible situation too. So yeah, that's the good news. But, but they I'm don't still, have the NCAA get breathing down their nose. I'm either. still not willing to call it a guaranteed win right now. No, I think Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, and Bowling Green are – Maybe Vandy as four. Yeah, you're guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, man. But seven before the Wallace article. Thanks, Trey Wallace. Thanks for taking away seven guaranteed wins. <laughs> you really ruined that one. Oh, oh gosh. That's hey, a great stupidity. Did you know um, Josh Heupel has Tennessee ties? Does he? Okay. Not really. <laughs> okay. But... He, he, He's been to the state of Tennessee. He has. Um, he was the runner-up in the Heisman. Oh, he was. So <laughs> yeah, it fits. He fits in. I get it. They yeah. talk about fit. There you go. You there, found. <laughs> there you go. He did. Uh, he did coach against. He did coach in Neyland in when Tennessee lost to 15? 2015 to Oklahoma. So Baker Mayfield. I believe he was still the coach. Someone asked him if he about being fired in twenty fourteen. But then that he wouldn't have traveled to New England. Fourteen, you played in Norman, or was that thirteen? Yeah, thirteen, you played in Oregon. Fourteen, you played in Norman. So did he talk about coaching here? Yeah, he mentioned that he he's like, was it at Missouri? Oh, maybe it was Missouri. Okay, maybe it was Missouri because I couldn't. Yeah, that may be right. Yeah, he was fired in January of fifteen. So yeah, so it would have been Missouri that he coached here. You're okay. Right. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, he. He just he was talking about which I got bad news for him too. He mentioned he can't wait to run out of the tee to Rocky Top. It's not Rocky Top when they run out of the tee. It's down the field. But you're going. It's okay. You're learning. You're learning. It's your yeah. first day. You're learning. They do play Rocky Top like just before you come out, but you don't I, get to actually run out the Rocky Top. I'm I sorry. did like like he showed some personality today, which was nice. Yeah. You know his first story was like you know he, he went his son overheard him talking to Peyton on the phone yeah. and he was like I can't wait to 
catch a ball for him in, in New England. I mean, that it shows like he's not just a robot. It he's is an unfortunate, actual person. Right. It is unfortunate that he's going to let Peyton Manning in New England. I wish I just got to coach him and like, I love Peyton Manning. I respect him. But the fact is, I know Tennessee loses when he's here and he is not welcome here. All, yeah. Also, <laughs> is, is Josh Heupel going to be that parent that lets Peyton throw a ball at his kid? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Just nails him. I would love that. Oh, that's a great video. It is a great video. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my my favorite paid man moments. <laughs> Golly. I can't get over this tweet. I see seven guaranteed wins prior to the Wallace article. Does he think Trey Wallace started the NCAA investigation? Yeah, 100%. He is the leak. Is that what he heard in the dorms? Yeah. <laughs> Danny White's on to you, Trey Wallace. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Okay. Dude, what about that? What about him, like, being kind of upset about that? I do agree, though. There are people at the University of Tennessee, whether they mean to or not, and I'm going to go with the things that have happened in the last three months, two months, they do mean to, that use the media to undermine. They use the the power they have of speaking with the media because that's the only power they have. I don't know who the sources are. I don't know. But, man, if your boss is asking you not to leak, don't do it unless you really don't believe in them. Yeah, because, I mean, that goes back to the whole culture but, thing. But if you don't if, believe in them, quit. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the whole culture thing. It, it, he talked about how the, the leadership aligns right. with, with the vision. If you have people underneath you that don't trust you, right. I mean, that's and if that, you, that trickles all the way down. And I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if you work at the University of Tennessee and you're like, I'm doing this to, because I'm, I want more for my university, like, well, we've been doing it for a long time, and the leaks haven't done shit. So move on. Yeah, and also the uh, this is in Orlando. Um, you know, right. Tennessee media is all over it all mm-hmm. the time, and, and everybody knows everybody. Yeah, you know, th- this is an uh, his, historic program. Well, we like, talked people about know people from everywhere. We talked about while it's you know, it's a bigger town. It's also very small. It's a very small town. Right. So football town. But yeah, clean it. I agree with Danny White. Clean that. Clean that issue up. Clean it up. Team news. And I, I'm also not... I said Trey Wallace, like, if I was told that, I would have done the same thing. So I'm not yeah. mad at him. It, yeah, that's part of your job. So I mean, yeah, it's not the media's fault. Nope. No, I'm, I'm sure Danny White wasn't pleased with the the league last night. But, right. But it's not Austin Price. Yeah, it's Brown's not their fault. fault. Nope. Yeah. Um... But I like what you said at the beginning. He does seem to care about the players. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes a long ways. And like you said last night, we did a show last night um, that we're going to release this morning, but then we got this news this morning, so we had to redo the show. Hey, that's how it goes. It's part of it. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, but, but you talked about, you know, no one was excited for the Josh Heupel thing, but then you saw Aaron Hayden. Yeah, no, I'd kind of felt better about his endorsement. Yep. Felt better about his endorsement. Kind of put that out there that, that he liked him. He believed in him. Um, thought he really cared about the players. Yeah. So yeah. Xavier, uh, Xavier Jackson just left a comment here on Twitter. He said, Bailey just tweeted that he's locked in. So I'm locked to in, it. baby. I am. So you, you, uh, you keep a, you keep a quarterback that everybody needed and wanted to keep in this class or at this, at the school mm-hmm. that originally maybe, um, his father's Twitter led people to believe that he would be gone if they left. So, 
Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. Uh, someone on Chris Moyer said on YouTube, Derek Ansley is reported to go to the Chargers. Jay Graham to Alabama as special teams coach. The rich get richer. Yeah. I mean, Derek Ansley, whoop-de-doo. And, and again, on YouTube, Chris, uh, Chase Talip, I support the hire until he, get, he, until he gives me a reason not to. That's kind of the boat I'm on. I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to buy the uh, Hypel. Uh, buy into the Hypel? Yeah, buy into the Hypel. I'm not going to buy that shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never bought like a Should Butch. Coin that? I've never bought an Ite or a Butch Please shirt. And I've never bought them. Never think you should make them. Um, but again, I'm I'm going to trust the hire until they give me a reason not to. Yeah, not well, not the other way SEC around. SEC Championship and then, and then we'll print the shirt. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, give me, give me a reason not to and I, I won't. But until then, I got you. So... Um, so what, what what do you give it? Well, like A B C D E F G. Where, where, where are we going? It's it is going to be hard for me to give any like because again I think it's first it, it's first very reaction underwhelming. Well, first reaction I was like who? <laughs> um, I, did I read that correctly? Um, the Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, gift. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say like a B B minus. Yeah, it's not That's sexy, fair. but I think his offense is again. I think. And and maybe it was one of those things that, you know, truly he wasn't his first candidate, whether he was turned down or not. But he goes in and sits with the student athletes, and they're like, "This is what we want to coach." And he was like, "I know a guy. Like yeah. I know someone who fits that description perfectly, and I agree with you. He's a great coach. Let's go get him." Like maybe that was the thought process. I don't know. That's not that's me completely speculating. But if he truly values their input, like he like Danny White pretended to, maybe he went down and heard those things, and he's like, "Well, I know a guy that would fit perfectly." And the players, and I, you know. Is that a normal thing? I don't know. For players to tweet like that, I have no idea. Change is usually good. You, you, people usually welcome change like that, so I don't know. But it was nice to see them at least a little bit excited because it's been a hard couple months for them. Yeah, it has. Yep. And maybe it was Danny White being the marketing guy he is. Just be like, hey, guys. <laughs> Sell I mean, it on Twitter. Yeah, let, let's get some some positivity vibes out there. Because yeah. I, I think that's that can go a long ways, too, is just believing in a program from the get-go. If... If no one's bought in from the get go, I mean, what what good are you? Right, a hundred percent. Did you? Uh, so I tweeted it. I said, uh, "I'm a fan. I always will be. I'll see you in Section L in September." You renew the season tickets today? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to. I saw a lot of people like, "I'm pulling the donation. I'm pulling the season tickets." I'm like, "You can do that," but it's like, I hate to. I mean, maybe is this pessimistic? We've sucked for a long time. If we suck now, that's not that's not, like this isn't. I don't know what the final straw will be for me, but this isn't it. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to do something a lot worse. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What would you grade the hire? You I'm said, probably I'm probably where you were at B minus. Um, it, it could go up. Yeah, it could go down. <laughs> right. Um, but but the situation Tennessee's at, I, I think the only place to go is up at this point. Like, you, you were a fan for the last decade. Come on. I know, but you, but you were like, you went three and seven. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you, I do. You won three that. games. You're gonna have probably a postseason ban, loss of scholarships. Right. So I mean that. I, I do think a lot of people said no, that they're not right. Interested. And not, whether, not really offered the job, but when, whether they were offered or not, I agree. When the search firm reached out, they said no. Probably a lot of uninterest. Yeah. Yep. So. He took it, man. Got to applaud the guy. Yeah. We have a direction. We have a guy. I buy out money. I'm just kidding. I'm not even going to say that. 
six years, I don't four speak million dollars. I don't want to speak it into existence. I don't want to do it. Uh, what is about like three million? His his buyout at UCF yeah, think, is three million. Yeah, I think so. Um, someone tweeted, "What if UCF hires Freezer Chadwell? Then wouldn't if they if either of them leave Liberty for UCF? Wouldn't that mean that we got a more proven coach? Would that mean UCF's a better job than both Liberty and Coastal? Yeah, it seemed that way. Oh. Which I'm kind of thinking that's a lateral move. I would, I would, I would say the same thing. But if they do leave, the only like I could see Chadwell maybe going, like seeing UCF as a better job than Coastal. Yeah, maybe. But, but I think Coastal's like really, really um, committed to their football program over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, I think I mean I think Liberty is as well too. I mean they signed Hugh Freeze to a big deal. So, and they play Ole Miss. Oh, do this they? Year. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Let's, uh, yeah. Hmm. Also, this is probably an unpopular opinion because he wasn't really on until at least Danny White was hired, but is wouldn't you argue that Josh Heupel is a better, has a better resume than Jamie Chadwell? Yeah, when you look at a proven head coach. Right. Yeah, yeah sure. And I mean, I, I always thought Jamie Chadwell should not be one of your first calls. So I'm not, but I, I was, I was at the point, especially this early this week. I was like, I mean, hopefully you've called him by now. Yeah. I mean, this hire is way better than Sonny Dykes. Yeah. Now, whatever. Yes. Now, whatever Jamie Chadwell was able to do this year, because I think this year was probably a really tough year for a lot of coaches and players. So whatever he was able to do this year for sure was special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get a guy with a losing record, so that's good. That's a plus. Accurate. Accurate. Oh, my gosh. Accurate. Being a Tennessee um, fan is hard. It's hard. It's tough. Being the head football coach at Tennessee is probably difficult, right. too. Right. But the money's good. <laughs> the money is always good. <laughs> always good. So he's making uh, $4 million annually for six years. Um, mm, that's tough. I think maybe he can buy Bush Jones' house that hadn't sold yet in Knoxville. Maybe, and then I think after two years, um, his buyout goes down to seventy five percent, and then after in the last two years, I think it's um fifty percent. See, I just want to see an AD and a coach agree to it because he does have that much confidence in him to be like, I don't even need a big buyout; just sign the contract and let's run it. That's what I want to see. <laughs> You would if you'd walked in the press conference and you'd been like, "I expect to win here, so no buyout." I'd been like, "Let's ride!" Like you're my guy. Sold to the lady in the second row. Sell the shirt. <laughs> sell the shirt. Let's ride. Yeah. Your prince. Sure. That tells me confidence right there. You're willing to put that because Bush Jones has been living the comfortable life. I, like he's comfortable. You can't tell me you're that competitive if you're willing to just go be an intern for, and you're cheesing it up for that trophy. Get out of here. Yeah, if you're doing that, you got some huge balls. It's the Arkansas State way. It is. What, what's their mascot? The the Wolves. Red Wolves. It's a Red Wolf. Is that what he'd say? The Red Wolf way? I don't remember what his tweet said. I think it was the Arkansas State way. A State way, baby. Yeah. What a clown. What a joke. What a clown. Okay. Team news. So Gregory put a, a good point. He said, Heupel is the best head coach with no baggage who would come to Tennessee. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't see any like, yeah, it's a reservation because he's only been at UCF for three years. 
but I mean, that's really the only... Like, there, there's nothing I'm like, oh, man, he's got that in his right. past. No, I agree with that. And I, Jeff kind of, you know, goes along with this point. Someone on YouTube, Chase Talent, said, uh, I think the issue is the lack of name recognition. We won't know what we get until we see it in recruiting and ultimately on the field. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a concern that people don't exactly know who he is. They, they kind of know what's been going on at UCF, especially since Scott Frost had that national championship year. Yep, UCF, national champion. Um, so I think that's definitely like a question or concern or, you know, whatever you want to say it. But yeah, with the bat in terms of baggage, that's also like the counter of that good thing. This is a guy who doesn't have a lot of baggage. He doesn't have that name recognition. You don't have to worry about that. So that's, I think that's the positive to that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But got us coach. Got us coach. Team news. What you got for me? Team news. Um, so you had Darnell Wright announced he was staying on a, at Tennessee on a random Instagram account. Um, Keyshawn Lawrence committed to Oklahoma, and then J.J. Peterson never made it to campus. He is in the transfer portal. Do you think he knows where the transfer portal is at? Has he made it to there yet? Maybe. Or is it just like, maybe he'll go? Maybe he just said it, but he's not I didn't say it, I declared it. He declared it, yes. Also, stop the recruiting stuff with the transfer portal. It's so annoying. Correct. It's the worst. Yeah, I don't I'm not a fan of seeing commitments for transfers. Or top threes. Or top threes. Top three is actually probably worse than the announcement. Yeah. It's like, dude, just pick somewhere and go. Right. Just go. You had we, we nobody cared when you did your whole high school thing. We all let you have that day. Just go now. Yep. Just pick and go. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's super frustrating. And and we're only going to see more of it. Is oh, it's going to be the new norm. We should start an Instagram page dedicated to committing, like commit commitments like that. And just, I mean, I bet, I just bet it would train up. Transfer portal commitment? Yeah, just transfer portal commitment. Send us your commitment where you're going. We'll make you an edit. It might not look good, yeah. but that's on purpose. Um, Eric Gray is going to Oklahoma. The rich get richer. Good Lord. Mm. Well, yeah. So, Eric Gray, we could have made you a commitment edit today. Would have looked a lot cooler than the one you, you just posted on Twitter. Gar, are they taking our whole team? Right. Good Lord. I can't wait till they go three and seven. That'd be hilarious. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, that, that's... so if, if Tennessee was paying them, do we really think they're going to Oklahoma for free? Like, am I really supposed to believe that? If the number being thrown out there is what it was, am I really expected to believe they're going to Oklahoma to honor amateurism? I don't know. I'm just like, what? what is the goal going to Oklahoma? Because, I mean, you're just as far as winning a national championship as Tennessee is. Uh, I mean, at least Oklahoma. You might get in the playoff, but, but that, I mean, but Tennessee doesn't have a shot in hell of even getting there. At least, like you get there, you and not really Alabama anymore. But you know, at least maybe Ohio State's one injury away from you beating them, upsetting them. And so, yeah, I agree. They probably won't win, but like they can at least get to the playoff. Playoffs. I hate Oklahoma. They're ugly red. They're stupid carriage that always flips over in the middle of the field. Yeah, I wish they would. Uh, no, 
Don't give it up. It's one of my favorite clips from the season. So keep it. <laughs> keep uh, it. Like they really get three of our players. They end up getting three. Yep. Wanye, Keyshawn, and Eric Gray. I guess they're Good. not. Are, are they enrolled there though? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I don't either. Just go again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <sighs> I'm kind of intrigued of how our running backs are going to look. I would have really liked to have Eric Gray. I would, yeah. <laughs> That's the one guy that I'm like, well, probably Henry Toto. I'm like, either of them. I'm like, if you get that guy, you, you feel a lot better about Next year. Oh, now, especially at linebacker. Prob- I was going to say, probably more so Henry Toto than Eric Gray, just because the offense is going to have more talent than the defense. Correct. Just flat-out talent. But uh, Any more team news? Um, Derek Ansley headed to the Chargers. Yeah. What's he doing there? Linebackers? Defense. Or yeah, just defensive backs? Defensive assistants. Okay. I, I would assume probably defensive backs yeah. of some capacity. Gotcha. Man, playing track and season's over. We could track maybe uh maybe uh Josh Heupel's kids will be going back to school tomorrow. Maybe we can or, watch or that Jim one. Clayton. Or Jim Clayton's <laughs> gonna go to another, another college. Plant. Yeah. Uh maybe that's how they start should start doing. Like only going like being like, ah no, it's just pilot going on a trip. And then like Danny White emerges. He hmm. like sneaks around. Like he's like you got me close enough. Now I can Uber the rest of the way. A little sniff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got some questions, so let's get to those before we get out of all of football. Um, Christopher Nichols asks, so we have a new coach, players enter the transfer portal, and a decent 2021 schedule, but no word from the NCAA yet. What should our expectations be? I mean, I think you should win four or five games. Five, I would hope. Because, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think there's six really, really winnable games on that schedule. Um, I don't, I mean. But yeah, that's a good point because even if you do go six and six, the NCAA is coming, so you're probably not going to go to a bowl. Probably not going to a bowl, anyways. But let's at least be in a position where we could go to a bowl. Like, yeah. You at least but, have to. And, and we got the whole UCF administration here, so we might as well just claim you, a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I. I mean, I think I don't think the expectation because I don't. What can the what's the NCAA like really going to do to Tennessee out of like out of normal violations? You fired everyone that was involved, so you say. Yeah, so I think the reductions in scholarship is the big one because the postseason it is what it is. But either you're going to go to a, a really crappy bowl game or you aren't going to go to one at all. Probably right, probably next one year. Market. So I mean. Reduction in scholarship hurts because Tennessee, you know, the roster is what it is right now. Right. So that only makes it worse. Right. 100%. So, yeah, hopefully they just kind of see it as what it is and you're just like, you know, we're going to cut you a break. I don't think right. that's going to happen because right. we're Tennessee and we're not LSU or UNC or Auburn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, we just had a question here. It said, so do y'all think some UCF players will transfer to the Vols? Uh, it. Heupel at least said that he wouldn't recruit them. I don't think that necessarily means that none will come. 
Because if kids want to follow him that are already in the portal, like, but if they were already in the portal, they probably don't want to follow him. Right. Um, so, yeah. but I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see one or two guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that roster looks like in, in terms of talent. Right. Can you just like, is there a couple guys that can maybe play at Tennessee? Maybe, maybe in, maybe on defense. Yeah, uh, probably. But then defense. again, the defense was their defense wasn't great last year either. So right, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. If they want to come here, great. <laughs> we, we're we're not going to turn down bodies at this come to, point. Come to the sip. <laughs> um, we also have some more questions. Um, well. We did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um the state of the of Tennessee's current the state of Tennessee currently has twelve players in the twenty twenty two class that are four or five stars, ten of which are on the offensive side of the ball. How many of those recruiting battles do you think he needs to win? I mean, I, I think there's two that you really need to win if you want to kind of put your program at the next level. And that's Dallin Hayden and Todd Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so be- I, maybe I think four or five is reasonable. Those two. And if you get two or three more, I, I think that should be solid. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get them all. Right. Locking down the borders. Yeah. It, in theory, that's what you want to do, but it's never going to happen. It's not, I mean, it's not possible. Right. <laughs> also, Tennessee's a weird state, just how spread out it is. Mm-hmm. How far Memphis is from Knoxville. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, like Memphis it's almost is, like you're recruiting is, a different There's different like state. three or four SEC towns they could get to before they get to Knoxville. Right. And it's, I mean, and Memphis is a talent-rich area too. So that's a lot of, typically a few guys at least every year that you're trying to get out of there. Yep. So yeah, I think four, four or five are reasonable, but you really want to get Dallin Hayden and right. Ty Simpson, maybe Jordan James, Isaiah Horton, Cody Jones. I think those guys that that would lead to a solid class, I believe. Yeah, a lot of those guys are if they get on early, we'll bring some others on board with them. Yep. And then uh, at Ethan, the Vols guy said, "How important do you think the Week Two pit game is next year?" That it could be a very very big game. He said, "I honestly Probably. think this is second only behind Kentucky. I get Florida, Georgia, Alabama are more important to most fans, but in all likelihood, we're going to get blown out." And all those games, so I'm not putting much stock in them. Can't really disagree with you there. Yeah. That pit one is one of those that I, I think sitting there is a uh, it's a game you could win. Assuming, like, I mean, a lot's got to change. Um, but everything we've seen um, from Josh Heupel's offense, uh, I think it's a game you absolutely could win. And if you win, you you help yourself out a lot. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, think you, you're 3-0 and going into Florida. It's pretty important because that's your first kind of real test. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bowling Green, I guess it's not terrible. It's in the MAC, but it's not a test. I mean, it won't be a test, right? It shouldn't shouldn't, shouldn't be a be. test. Yeah, shouldn't. Um, yeah, shouldn't be a test. But yeah, that that's kind of your first real matchup, kind of with an evenly matched opponent. Evenly, I say that, but we'll right. see. But I think Ole Miss is up there. You know, you definitely want to beat South Carolina because, I mean, that game, I think they mentioned on SEC Network today, you really see who is – who's and Missouri can be thrown in this as well. Who's going to emerge as being that third 
option in the East. I guess Kentucky right. as well. Um, you know, which teams are going to go south, which teams are going to go north, um, and and try to catch Florida and Georgia. Right. Definitely want to get in that point. So I think South Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky are all pretty big games. Yeah, absolutely. In, I, in I think that's East. realistically what you're chasing this year. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's very unfortunate, but I think that's what you're chasing. So I agree. Any more questions? I think that's all we got. All right, perfect. Let's get into some good news. I know it wasn't pretty. Baseball. But, oh, yes. Baseball. Got some All-Americans. Um, so you had Max Ferguson, uh, Tennessee infielder, was a first-team preseason All-American. Um, Tennessee catcher Connor Pavoloni was a second-team preseason All-American per D1 Baseball. Uh, we were one out of ten teams with multiple All-Americans, and I think only two teams had more All-Americans than us. And that was Florida and Louisville. They each had three. Um I think Tennessee's really excited about the team they got. I talked with um, Coach Kiv over there about their scrimmage. Said the bats look good, defense look good. His pitching was was a little off that day, but he said Frank Anderson will will get us get us where we need to be. I like that. So super Confidence. excited about this season. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully we're able to go to games at, right at, at that point. Um, but there's going to be a ton of. Not just on Tennessee side, but on the opposing side, talent mm-hmm. be on that field. Um, when when you welcome Florida, Vanderbilt, LSU to town, it, it's going to be a lot of fun this this baseball season. Right, right. And you get a uh, you mentioned some of those teams. You get a lot of uh, a lot of highly ranked rated teams uh, that you get this year. And they're playing that same schedule. I think we mentioned that last episode. They're playing that same SEC schedule that they should have played in twenty twenty. Um, so you, you still get to see a ton of that ton of that talent. Yeah, I think there's four ranked in the top ten that we play. Excellent. I think three of them are at home. Yeah, you, you do get several. You, you welcome several really good teams into Lindsey Nelson this year. Yeah. Really good teams. It'll be fun. Let's do it. Baseball. All right. Win is a win is a win is a win. I've been trying to get here all night. I've been trying to. Tennessee beats Mississippi State last night 56-53. to it was not the prettiest wasn't. of them all. Wasn't great. But you got off of a two-game skid and you won. Back in the win column. Hopefully it elevates you on, on Saturday against a good Kansas team that's also on a skid of their own. Um, but, you know, hopefully it got you there. It was nice to have Jaden Springer back. He's obviously um, a key part of this team being successful. So you know, hopefully having him back again helps you elevate your play. But I just think this this Tennessee team is gonna have to figure out more flow to their offense. They've got got to shoot better too. Yeah, it, it just wasn't. You know, you, you got kid on the boards forty two to thirty, and then you shot thirty seven percent. You know, most nights like that, you're not gonna win a ton of games. Luckily, Tennessee's defense is as good as it is. Right. Um, but I mean, you you saw last night who really Tennessee's best players are, and that's Ke- Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer. Um, Jaden Springer was highly missed in, in those three games. You lost those three games. So it was great to have him back. Um, I, I just think he gives yeah. you so much offensively. And, you know, those two guys scored eight of Tennessee's last points last night. Keon Johnson had a, had a big charge um, that, that he took. And they're only going to get better as the season goes. So that right. that's good. You know, that's something Tennessee fans can really hang on to. But we just, like, we have a lot of open shots from three, but we just can't knock them down. Right. 
and it's you know you're jacking layups. EJ Anasiki can't hit layups. Victor Bailey Jr. is struggling to to finish layups. So you know you got to get what's what the defense is giving you. Mm-hmm. You know when you're struggling shooting the ball and layups, that's the easiest shot you can make. Right. So got um, got to be a lot better in, in that aspect. Um, we only had one person in double figures last night, and that was East Bond. So who would have thought that? Because he's definitely not yeah, your strongest I, offensive player. Yeah, but I think he's got to be uh, more of a go-to guy because um, he has the ability to just um, back guys down. and like, he, can, he can score. So I think he's got to be right. a guy that's consistently scoring in double digits because he can – he's stronger. Um, he can go over them. I mean, he should be more consistent on offense. Yeah. He should. Um, you should be able to look to him more. Uh, and he I, was last night, six for yeah. nine. Um, he was over two from three, but, I mean, he had 13 points. So I don't think you can ask much more East Ponds. No, he, he's no. not a guy that's going to score 20 a game. Right. There's no way. And he, but he should be right around that 10. Yeah, 10. Thir- 13, 15 range. Yep. Um, him, Fulgerson, Kumwa, who played better last night. Hopefully he is trending in the right direction. Last year, though, he, which I'd say this is probably his best game of his Tennessee career so far. Um, but last year, you know, he was very up and down. This year hadn't really shown any flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, finally looked him better last night in more significant minutes. Um, but Kumwa, Anasiki, Fulgerson, Pons, they've got to hit the boards harder. They've got to be more physical. They've got to find a way to get rebound, more rebounds themselves and, and help their teammates get rebounds by putting body on body. Um, Tennessee thrives when they when they rebound with people. When they don't, they really, really struggle. Yep. Yeah, I, I think the, the size is going to be an issue all year long. Right. Um, but I, I thought we'd be a lot better offensively mm-hmm. than we are. Um, I just don't think we have much of a of an identity. And I, I think that's a lot on John Fulgerson. He's the leader of this team, mm-hmm. or should be. Right. So he, he's got to take control of a game. He, he's got to. He can't shoot just three shots a game. No. He played twenty nine minutes and first team All SEC only took three shots. That's unacceptable. It's not winning. It's not a winning formula when your leader's doing that. I mean, he just doesn't seem like himself. He's always been a guy that is going to get pushed around and, and be on the ground a lot. But it just like they were—we were on a fast break on a three-on-one last night, and they passed him the ball, and he acted like he didn't want to touch it. He was playing hot potato. He just had to give it up as soon as he got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think you need a lot more from from John Fulkerson um, because there's not really somebody on the bench that you can really go to and kind of challenge him no i mean unless you start getting more consistent minutes from anasiki or uh kumwa i mean those are the only guys that could ever provide anything similar to fulkerson yeah that's it so yeah it, it, like you said you need more from john fulkerson um la- i mean his last couple performances have not been um up to par but uh and the kansas yeah you don't have a uh oh god big man Azabuki. Azabuki. You don't have him giving you trouble like uh, he has the past couple of years. Um, but it's not, it's not going to be an easy test by any means. No. No. I mean, Tennessee's just kind of relying on defense right now to, to keep him in ball games, keeping him afloat. Right. Um, last year, or last last night, Mississippi State had three guys averaging um, over 17 points per game. Both those scores didn't get to that point, so that's mm-hmm. a good, good right. news. Um yeah, it's just an offense 
issue right now. I mean, you caused 18 turnovers and only <laughs> right. scored 56 points. You got to produce more than that. And we, we kind of, I guess, like segueing into the Kansas game, you're not going to be able to beat Kansas by scoring 56 points. No. Even when you play great defense, they, they can score. They're averaging 73-something points a game, something around there. Yep. They're going to score points. So if you're going to play with them, no matter how great of defense you play, you're going to have to be more effective on offense. Um, find ways to get to the basket. Jaden Springer, thankfully, does that a lot for you. Um, I mean, even Keon Johnson helps you, but doesn't do it quite as well as, as Jaden Springer. Yep. Because th- this, can- this Kansas team, you know, if you're 0 for 8 – Starting a game from three, mm-hmm. I mean, it could get away from you, right? Because this is the team, yeah. They're they're looking for a win. They've lost three in a row to some really good basketball teams, right? Like Oklahoma State, Baylor, um, Oklahoma. You know, those three teams are probably ranked in the top twenty-five. Maybe not Oklahoma State, but definitely Oklahoma and, ba- and Baylor's right. like the number Baylor, two yeah, team in the country, and they only lost by like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this this Kansas team is is pretty good. They're ranked fifteenth in the country. And I'm just tired of losing to them, man. Very tired of losing to them. I feel like we've played them a lot lately, so I'd really like to get the better of them this time. And we, yeah, we we played them well. Like last year, we shouldn't have had a chance. And <laughs> right. I think Pons last year had a really good game. I think Fulverson played decent, and I think just too. could not quite keep up. I think we also got screwed down the stretch by some officiating. Mm, not surprised. Not surprised at all. Isn't that the the game right after they got into a brawl? Kansas did, and they had some guys. I don't know if it was right after, but I mean, yes, but right before. Four oh, right before our game. They, I think they had some guys that missed, but it wasn't really anybody worth. Um, I mean, I know that was the game that uh, I'm sure it was Azabuki. I don't know who it was, but I mean, they were like folding John Fulkerson in half, and it was no call, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, it was. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, Kansas is a really, really quality team. You get to bring them to Knoxville. I know it's not a great year to like welcome teams to Thompson. Doesn't give you a ton of advantage, um, but you do get to bring them at least to Knoxville. You don't have to go there. Um, this would be a great win to get you back on track. You fell all the way to 18th after some not great losses. You did get a win on Tuesday. Go get a win on Saturday. Put you know bump yourself a little bit in the numbers. You're really going to need that win to help you out um, come tournament time, I think, because I just there, I see several more losses on Tennessee's schedule. Yeah, and what what does Kansas look like um, on Saturday? Because they play a game on Thursday. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah, that's a quick okay. kind of turnaround. It is. Um, for them. So we'll see. I think Tennessee could really use a win, but also Kansas is going to look for a win as well. Yep. See if they can get off there. I think there are three, three game, three losing, game losing streak right now. See yep. if they can get off that tomorrow night to yep. going into Tennessee. Maybe two teams kind of looking to keep up, keep up some uh, recent success. We'll see. Yep. All right. Fan questions. Any more questions? Drop them in the chat. If you've got them. Sorry. I've been, I've been bad about checking the chat tonight. I apologize. You guys are awesome, though. We always appreciate y'all listening. It's always fun. Always fun. Always a great time. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of questions. A lot of them are just kind of comments stuff. So, Jay Graham is going to Alabama. That's official? That Someone said official? it. I don't know if they said it was official. I think that may have been just rumored, um, unless it has gone official. I'm not sure. But I didn't see that. They didn't explicitly say it was official. You ready for Jumbotron? Let's get it. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Jumbotron. We did this. Our coaching search. Who we hire to take over the University of Tennessee. Fictional. Yeah, fictional coaches. Or non-fictional because I think my last one might have been real. 
think he was based on a true story, mm. underdog story. Um, but best fictional coaches that you would hire as your AD, if you're Danny White, who you're, who's taking over the University of Tennessee football program for you? Who's turning the who is who's rotting the ship and bringing in, bringing Tennessee back to prom, prominence? Who's the captain now? Exactly. Um, it's good. Tom Hanks. Nope. Okay. Captain, <laughs> captain America. Phil, captain Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain America. Is who I'm going with. Great leader. Um, lives for the moment. And his name's Captain America. That's yeah. pretty. America. He's got a great shield. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. I like Captain America. My first one, easy. Phil Weston. Kicking <laughs> and screaming. Gets the job done. Took the Tigers, who were in last place, to champions. Recruited well. Went and got some Italians from a random butcher shop in town. Hired a great staff in Mike Ditka. Yeah. Even if it was for a little vengeance on his dad, he got a great staff together. And, and you know what? Here's the best thing. He had a little, he he he, got, he went crazy on us. A little crazy. But at the end of the day, he got he got his, his ish together, cleaned it up, and went and won games. Because that's all Phil Weston does is he wins games. Tigers. <laughs> Tigers. Just win, baby, win. Uh, my next one is Coach Taylor. Knows how to run a program. I love that one. Multiple places, too. Yeah. Is a winner. Can develop a quarterback. That's that's right. He started one he started from the bottom. Yeah. 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 So yeah, really love Coach Taylor. He's doing pretty good in the wife category too. So Yeah, he he is. You're absolutely right. Good for him. I'm trying to remember my my second one. Yeah, and he's got Rick Barnes ties. Yeah, he does have he does have Rick Barnes size. You're absolutely right. Oh, what was my second one? I'm trying to remember now. I remember my third. Third one's my favorite. I think. I think that's. I think that would actually be my number one hire. My third. So I'm gonna save that for last. Who was my second? It wasn't Sandra Bullock, but Sandra Bullock I think would be a good one. You mentioned she knows that she knows the the left tackle is important. Yeah, she knows the left tackle is important. Take that's the all mine. Side. I'm just stating that that would be a good one. Yeah, if Sandra um, Bullock was in charge, we would definitely have offensive linemen picking up our quarterback on the ground. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um. Okay. Hmm. I don't read. Also, really like second. Captain America because he saved the world. He can definitely save the Tennessee football program. That's a good point. It is a good point. Unless it's that far gone from saving, which I'm not willing to say it's not. I know my next. I know my my last one or my second one. Excuse me. It was Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon. And wait, I told you this. The roster's in a rough spot. So you're kind of two birds, one stone in this bad boy. Yeah. You're getting player and coach. Promoter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good marketing I think, guy. Exactly. I think that that's big right now. We need a Bruce Pearl stand on the table in, in the cafeteria kind of guy. Shirtless. Exactly. Jackie Moon, player, coach, promoter. We don't need an owner, so he's going to have to step back that one. But um, we uh, I, I like Jackie Moon a lot to be. To be Tennessee's head coach. The the shirtless thing kind of brought this up to me. How come like every former quarterback is like gets bigger in their old age, but every like former offensive lineman gets a lot smaller? I think it was Chris. Um, oh, what's his name? Where's he at? He does a podcast now. He used to play for the Eagles. Chris Long. Chris Long. He talked about this. He said because he thinks this is. I think it's a theory. That linemen spend their entire lives like trying to bulk up and like eat, 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 eat. That when they get out of it, they're just tired like they of keep it. doing the exercise they're doing. They normally do like you know, obviously not as hard, but like keep doing the um, the workout 
and then they're not they're eating like three meals a day instead of five. Mm-hmm. So they slim down a little bit. Whereas quarterbacks or skill position players have been like watching their diet their entire life. They just let themselves and go. then they're like mm, I'm done. So like, even if they work out, it gets away from them. Because have you noticed that? Like oh yeah, it's a thing. Like quarterbacks are huge. And Vince not- Young huge. <laughs> T Martin huge. Heupel huge. Right. I'm sure alcohol doesn't do anything. Have anything to do with it? No. <laughs> I mean, look. Good God, look at Jeremy Pruitt in three years. Right. <laughs> Swollen. <laughs> That's stress. That's stress eating right there. Yeah, it is. Um, Who's your third? My third. Coach Kata. Love it. Runs a tight ship. Discipline. Make turning, sure. Make sure they're getting it done in the classroom. Turning boys to men. Exactly. I love it. And. Wins. And he, and he wins. And we talked about this. Tennessee fans wouldn't like that. He's a defensive guy. Doesn't even practice offense. So you had to settle for that, but he wins games, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. It he wins matter. games. It doesn't matter. I don't if Tennessee fans won two to nothing, they would not care. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Wouldn't care. But when you're losing and you're not scoring points, ugh. <laughs> yuck. Exactly. Uh my last one. This one, I think, you know, wouldn't handle the media well, but he would give his all for Tennessee, going as far to to die at the hands of a buffet, all-you-can-eat buffet sign, I think is what it was, to get his team motivated. And that's Patches O'Houlihan. Yeah. Patches O'Houlihan, phenomenal coach, a guy like Phil Weston, who took his team from nothing to winning the Amateur Dodgeball Association Championship on the Ocho. I think Patches, Patches O'Houlihan would be a great hire. Again... Not, not your normal hire. Maybe a guy you gotta, you gotta talk with gotta the have a boy about. <laughs> gotta have a handler on. But that he went, he wins, and you can give up some of that integrity stuff for wins. But if you're losing and the integrity's bad, you're out. You're gone. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I like Patches. Patches is a great coach, great motivator. Mm-hmm. Knows the game. He knows the game real well. And I, I told you this, he's he's willing to change uniforms. And he maximizes talent. He does maximize talent. He finds talent, too, in the weirdest places. So we, are we going to talk about that a little bit? What, what changes are, are do you want to see implemented by Josh Heupel? Well, specifically? De- definitely uniforms, right? You want to just, see it, just white cleats. Like, right. Go back to white and orange cleats. That's that's As far as uniform goes, about that's the, the only thing the, I really want to see. The stripe, the, uh, the checkered stripe. I would love to. I thought the checkerboard stripe was awesome. Is that on that? How much? It is. But it's not like a... Go back to white and orange cleats, please. That one, I'm like, do it. Should it be done? Should be done day one. Everything else, flexible on. I know, Smokey Gray is great jersey. You don't want to do them again, I understand. It's fine. But, but yeah. But black. I, I would love to see, since they already committed to it, Nike already committed to it, I'd love to see black jerseys. Yeah, it'd be cool. So. But third down for what? I'm not, I'm not personally a big third down for what fan, but if like the majority of Nealon likes it and it gets them screaming and it's way, way better than welcome to the jungle. Or it's third down. Yeah. <laughs> Just stating the obvious. It's third <laughs> down. Play's already started. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what every stadium does. Like if you play Madden or if you like, you can hear it when you play NFL games, that's what every NFL team does. It's third down. It's third. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Real original Tennessee. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of Dwight Schrute when he posts, it, it is your birthday. Like, yeah. it, it just, it's a statement of fact. 
Uh, I hate, yeah, I hate that. I hate that it it's is third, third down. down. Yes, <laughs> that is, would actually be better because at least I'd laugh when it happened. Like if he's like, "It's third down." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh my goodness! Yeah, stupidity. Stupidity. I already told my my first one. I think he might have been um, another one, but I don't remember. I got to go with. I mean, Oklahoma's not even trying to hide the money they're bring, they're paying, right? Not even, not even trying. No. I'm sure they're the top, top of amateurism. They respect amateurism. Did you see where Tate Martell is in the transfer portal? I did. Is he? Did he find out where to go? <laughs> I don't think so. Man has no clue. God, speaking of a bust. <laughs> wow. I'll be honest. I don't know if I should say this. I was rooting against him hard. <laughs> I would never want to be filmed as a 17-year-old, like my whole life, but I'm confident I wouldn't look like that big of a douchebag. He made it really hard to like him. Yes. Yep. Correct. Didn't make a lot of fans on that show. No. He made an enemy. He did do that. Not an enemy. He made a, I don't know, what, what is it when you just cheer against someone? Like you're actively rooting against them. So did you see the, the Chris Torello... I think he's in Orlando. He's some Torello sports. He says every UCF fan should be rooting for this. He said this last night after. um, Mm -hmm. I did see this. He says, Heupel is a good coach, good recruiting, but he's not the right guy for the Knights. Let him go be the wrong guy at Tennessee. So you think he's a good coach and a good recruiter, but he's the wrong guy. Yeah, I don't. Apparently, that dude has bad takes all the time. Is what someone said. That's mm-hmm. one of the only few people I've seen. I've seen a few UCF or claim to be UCF people that seem to be happy about the Josh Heupel um, exit, which is uh, not good for Tennessee. But it's like I'm still gonna wait and see because, like I said, are you just mad? Yeah, and I can't imagine again. I cannot imagine Danny White knowing who he is, knowing what how he does his business, and still bringing him on. So I'm gonna be patient. It's very been very few people I've seen where it's like. Man, looking back on Butch Jones left, we should have known because everyone was like, "Thank God that dude's gone." Um, should have known then, but this one I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more patient on it and see. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, it could change next week. He could have some abysmal assistant coaching hire. I also saw a lo- another take, and it was just like UCF fans expect every year to go 13-0 now. Now that they've tasted that. Now it's like every season's expectation is to go 13-0. I don't know any fan base like that. <laughs> Exactly, um, but but yeah, when it, when he went six and four, people were mad. Yeah, and I understand that. I mean, it doesn't look like a great hire in that sense of it to Tennessee. So I get that. Yeah, I get that. You have any we'll more stupidities? Tom will tell. That's all I got. I got Vols picks. Also known what Trevion Flowers' dorm room looks like. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and if you, again, I said this to you. If you know it, like if you see that and you're like, I know that's his, you know like that. I know that's his dorm room. You you don't tell people you know that's his dorm room. It's like, uh, what, is, what is Toby? Oh, when they're talking about um, they're playing that matchmaker game, it, it's they're all in the kitchen. Uh, Toby's in there, like, not a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who was her child? Who was her crush when she was 16? Her celebrity crush. And he's like, John Stamos. But it quickly evolved to John Travolta or something like that. Mm. And you know what I'm talking about? And Toby says it. Yeah. And he's like, everyone looks at him. And he's like, me and Oscar were having a separate conversation about that. It's like, if you know that, that's one thing. Don't say it aloud that you know that. Right. That's creepy. Yeah. 
Because like, like everybody remembers like weird facts about people, but you don't want people to know that you remember that. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> That's Trayvon Flowers' room. Yeah, like like everybody's first thought is like, why do you know that? How do you know that? Oh, I love it, guys. Appreciate y'all listening. Love it. Love to be back. Tennessee does have a coach. I know a lot of you guys. Not flashy. Doesn't just immediately get you pumped. I get it, but be patient. I said it. The only thing we can do is cheer. Like that's the only thing we can really control. Mm-hmm. So let's just root for him. Let's be patient. Let's see what happens. He's he is a good offensive coach. That's one of the big things Tennessee fans wanted. One of the big things players wanted. One of the big things Danny White wanted. So in that regard, you got a pretty good hire. So let's just wait and see how he builds a program. Let's do it. Thank you all for listening. We always love it. Let's score points. Have fun doing it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be pretty. Score points. Um, That's all we got, guys. Really appreciate it. Go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.